Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc. Uh, I hope that you're having a great day. I hope your weekend was fine. I hope everything's going good with you. I hope everything is going good with yours. I want to talk about something before I get into the normal show. First of all, I'm supposed to have somebody call in. Maybe that might happen. That might not happen. I don't know. There, uh, there are logistics involved. This person's on the West Coast. I'm on the West. It's very early in the morning, so I really won't hold it against them if they can't make it in. I mean, I'm not really expecting anybody to get out of their bed at five o'clock and be sharp and want to talk. But if it happens, that's a beautiful thing. Now, the gist of this show is YouTube. I post my videos on YouTube. I am a talk podcast. I do not have a video at all of myself while I'm talking. I don't think that it's important that you see the facial expressions in my background when I speak. I think the most important thing that's going on with me are the words that are coming out of my mouth. So I do not do a video podcast, but YouTube is inundated. It is literally flooded with some of the most untalented vulture type copycats and parasites. And you say, why are you being so harsh? It's a great medium for people who have some form of originality. You can take the same exact subject matter as another person and make it your own. But these people are copying. They are copying down to the point of using the stupid uh, clickbait, stupid faces. I mean, these are grown adults. These are people who go to work, I would assume, have children, some of them, and they're sitting there with these sharp looks as though uh, the Lord himself has walked through the front door. Uh, I, I think it's uh, horrible. I think it's, it shows a lack of pride. You're selling out. You're willing to do anything for that click to potentially make money. And I think that that does not make sense to me. It it really makes zero sense. I think that you still become an adult. You stay an adult, remain an adult. I don't believe that the most successful people are going out of their way to look an ass so that you would click on them because you look so shocked as though you just shitted on yourself. I mean, it really makes no sense. And the copycatting, the lack of originality, Say one person takes off for first time reaction, and before you know it, there's nine million first time reactions, not done in any kind of different way, but the same kind of way. Now you have YouTube flooded with the prison stories. You have YouTube stu- flooded with the I was a gangster story. Now the people who bother me, I think the most. And I'm going to put those first timers in this category. These are the vultures who actually live, breathe, and eat off the flesh of other people's talents, other people's beefs, other people's situations. People who sit in the little corner of a box in their video while they play a video of someone else doing an activity and then trying to comment on it as though they are adding or subtracting from what is going on. Okay, you got a million of these people with this WAC 100. 
they're not involved in the conversation. They're not involved with the argument. But they will spend the whole day playing sound clips of another person's beefing, another person's arguing, and then make it seem as though they've done something. When you could just go listen to the original and make up your own determination about what's going on. Now, you say, how does that separate a person who does sports news, social commentary? Well, here's the difference. The difference is you have to on the fly with a feeling, a suggestion, or a commentary to what is going on in the world. There is nobody else there. There is nobody else to take advantage of a situation. I will never use a sound clip of another human being on this show. It's just not what I do. I mean, if that's the way you want to conduct yourself, and maybe I don't have the right, but I'm taking the right because this is strange talk with Doc, and this is pretty much a dictatorship. This is not a democracy. It's my deal. I go on when I want. I go on if I don't want. My subject matter is my own. I don't take other people's subject matters. I don't run with other people's suggestions. I do my own thing. But I would like to see somebody, literally, the originators, I wish them nothing but best. I am talking about the people who created these genre. I mean, there was a young black man a couple of years ago who did videos about hoods. He would go to some of the most dangerous hoods in America. He would drive his car, put his health at risk to go to these hoods. Uh, he wasn't welcomed. Nobody laid out a red carpet for him. And then a white guy came. And this white dude obliterated this black guy because young black men across the country, as will happen a lot of times, will put a red carpet out for a stranger as opposed to one of their own. So now this white dude is now the biggest guy in the hood videos. He might have never, ever been to a hood in his life, but now he is in the jungle exploring. And like I said, being given a complete and utter red carpet to neighborhoods, gang members, where they are protecting his comings, they're protecting his goings, they're giving him carte blanche. The same thing that they would not afford another black man. Because if it, if it was true, then you would see black YouTubers out there doing it. So listen, if you're one of those copycatters, you're one of those vultures, you're one of those parasites who live off the talents and things of other people, at least be original in the way that you deliver your product. Okay, everybody knows that there are a million hamburgers, but everybody does not make their hamburger exactly the same. And that's where the originality comes from. Can you mix up your hamburger where it tastes, it looks, it, it satisfies the soul a little bit different than just everybody else? And if you can go to bed at night and wake up the next morning, look in the mirror and feel good about yourself, and you know that all you do is copycat other people's ideas, other people's views. I think some of these people are literally going in, watching other people do first reaction, and then pretending to have the same reaction that they've seen somebody who's more successful have. But good luck to you all.
Walking Dead actor Mosley, Moses J. Mosley, 31-year-old man, he passed away. He was uh, one of Marshawn's, uh, uh, you remember when she had the two black guys that were on chains that she used to walk around back in the beginning? Well, she passed at the age of 31. Howard Hessman, who played Johnny, Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati, he was also on Head of the Class and One Day at a Time. He died at the age of 81. Megaforce Records co-founder John Zuzula died at the age of 69. This dude helped launch the careers of Metallica, Anthrax, and many other heavy metal bands. The ISIS leader, Abdul Aram El Hassami El Khazradis, whatever, he died in a military raid this week. He was bombed. Well, actually, we came to raid him, and the punk bitch killed himself. Very cowardly. He killed his family. Uh, but this is what they believe in, and he went out like a chump. But that's neither here nor there. So he gets no rest in peace. He's just dead to me, okay, people? But five-year-old Rayon Oram, who was trapped in that well for four days in Monaco, my heart goes out to his loved ones. My heart goes out to all the people who witnessed this, who prayed for him. The prayers was not answered. That is just the reality of the situation. I hope that he rests in peace. He was such a little fella. I mean, I can't imagine feeling so uh, abandoned, even though people were desperately trying to get to him. But his little mind, his little heart, he probably thought nothing and nobody in the world cared. And millions upon millions of people cared. It's just that we couldn't reach it, man. And I feel so bad that they couldn't reach him. When I seen the article about him when I woke up, I wanted it to be good news. But sometimes we don't get good news. So COVID-19 is now up to 78 million cases in the United States. 927,000 people have died. And supposedly we have 543 people, 43 million people vaccinated in one shape or another. Worldwide, there's 386 million cases and 5.8 million people have died. Now, I'm not going to sit here and jive you. I did not go to a HBCU. I was pretty anti-HBCU my whole life. I figured by the time you're 18 or 19 years old, it's time to uh, co-mingle with others and to do that in college age. Now, I come from a day that when I was college age, HBCU would have been basically 99% black. Maybe today there's a lot of white students, but there was none in uh, 82 and 83, okay? And I came from an all-black neighborhood where I went to an all-black junior high school, high school, and by then it was time for me to get my mind started working around going to work. So I knew that I needed to... Uh, get myself to the point where I could deal and understand and vibe with others, meaning white people, because I knew that in the professional world, this is who I was going to deal with the most. That being said, this weekend or this week leading into Black History Month, some fucking idiots decide that this is the perfect time to send bomb threats to young progressive college black children and i'm 
disgusted by this. How dare somebody be that evil that they would want to target the future? These are kids who are going to be the future. They're going to go on to do some of them great things. Now, my views on HBCUs have changed dramatically over the years. See, sometimes you could be wrong and then you figure out you learn. If people want to go for historic reasons, I'm with it. They want to go for legacy reasons because their parents went, I'm with it. They want to go because they don't want to support the major college, uh, big time college places, I'm with it. It's a personal choice if you want to be at Howard or if you want to be at Maryland. That's on the individual. I don't know who's accepting you, who's rejecting you, but nobody has the right to threaten anybody with death just because you're going about your life. You know, I'm disgusted by that. So this Michael Avenari, the dude who came out the gates as he was going to be a hero, he was going to help bring down Donald Trump with this Stormy Daniels. He has been convicted for the second time, this time from stealing from Stormy Daniels. This is the same dude who got out of the settlement from Trump. He messes around with Nike, tries to start them up $25 million. He gets uh, convicted of that. Now he's convicted again. So now he has to wait sentences. Joe Rogan, who I see on the UFC, I'm a UFC fan. So I see Joe Rogan on a lot of telecasts of the UFC. I'm disgusted by Joe. Now, I do not appreciate or think that it's cool that any white person at any time, if you listen to Strange Talk with Doc, I have many shows where I discuss this. Some are just little clips. You can go back and listen. There is under no circumstance that a white man should use the N-word. Under no circumstances to get a point across, to make a joke. It is not funny. It is not your place to do it. What about if we called your nationality their worst word? So Spotify has removed 113 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. You know, this is a learning moment for Joe. Joe is highly successful. People aspire to be Joe Rogan, to at least have Joe Rogan's uh, credibility, respect, the ability to get any guests in the world. But he has to uh, really rethink some things. I mean, is he going to want to go down in history? Does he want his legacy to be he was just controversy or he was good? that he was special, that he left something here on this planet that was worth leaving. I can't make that call for Joe, but like I said, 113 episodes have been canceled. And I'm not 100% with this canceled people. I think that people have the right to pick and choose who and what they like, even if it's stuff that the mainstream does not want to go with. Uh, but Joe, is, you cross a line when you when you say, the n-word period point blank and i know that people have their own howard stern into this mix but there's a difference between the two and i tell you a little bit what the difference is joe rogan meant it in a harmful hateful way uh howard stern meant it and i was a fan of his for many years i believe that he meant it in a manner to get a joke upon across does it make it any better no it does there's no forgiving it because if i was sitting in a room with him 
and I called his people the K-word, he would be offended no matter how funny the joke, okay? So I've been watching a couple. I caught up on Bob Hart's Abishola. This is a TV show about a Nigerian woman who marries a white businessman from Detroit. They're now in their third season. Uh, and it's a funny show, uh, but it's one of those dark humor type funny shows from Chuck Laurie. So over these three episodes, here's some of the things that we dealt with. His sister, Bob's sister, Christina, left the family business. Godwin, who is a black Nigerian man, couldn't handle the fact that he had a panic attack. Nigerians are not supposed to have panic attacks. I mean, this is a weird thing. And I, I really wish that if I have any listener who happens to be Nigerian to give me two minutes of their time and tell me, what do you think of this show, Bob Hart's Abishola? Is it insulting? Is it true to form? Is, are they way off base as far as Nigerians are concerned? We had Abishola's cousin. Now, you have to forgive me for some of these names. They're not the easiest to say. Morkaki, no, Mornike, her cousin came out of the closet as being gay, which is also unacceptable and a crime in Nigeria. But she's in America. So they're trying to figure out those waters. Now everybody knows about it, though. Abby Scholler, mother and son came to visit. The mother is a trip. Uh, it seems like you can't go against the mother's over there in any way, shape, or form, or you'll be disowned by the whole family. Once again, I need somebody to confirm or deny this. Uh, this Is Us was outstanding. Deja and Malik decides that they want to move in together. Deja's a 17-year-old girl. Malik is a uh, freshman, and I believe he's going to Harvard University. She's a junior in high school. I mean, with all the things that these two families have been through, uh, it's kind of crazy. We got into the backstory of Becca and Miguel, how they came to be. We still haven't fully seen what it is, but we are getting to that point. We dealt with Nikki and his woman, Kate and her mother, which has been a weird relationship since Kate was a little girl. We also dealt with Kevin and women and how if he's around any woman, any period of time, how he decides that he's almost in love with them. And, and this is a dude who's went through massive amount of women, but he has such a uh, addictive personality that he automatically goes into this um, I love you type thing. I watched three episodes of The Blacklist, and I'm going to say these last three episodes have told me that The Blacklist is back. I am so glad. Wrestler is still in, dealing with his drug issues. Dembe and Red seem to have come to some kind of accord, which is kind of cool. So the UFC Tough 30 will premiere on May 5th, and the captains of the team are Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes. Stay tuned for that. I don't know if there'll be male contestants or if there'll be female contestants, but it should be interesting. These women don't seem to get along too well. So if there's tension, it always makes the show a little better. So Facebook lost for the first time users. 
uh, Facebook is not what it was. I don't know what caused it to fall off, but I think some things have to do with people got tired of seeing other people's every fucking meal that they ate all day. Uh, it's a stupid, it's the only one that you're allowed to have full fledged back and forth arguments. See, because there's no cap limits, uh, stuff like that. So Facebook had its time, but Zuckerberg is such a piece of shit that people don't even want to really support him. So I think that's part of the reason why it is what it is. And on top of it, Facebook lost $237 billion. Let me say that again. Facebook lost $237 billion, a one-day drop in the stock market, the biggest one-day drop in the stock market history. Zuckerberg lost $29 million of his own personal worth. So the 2022 Olympics started Friday, which was February the 4th, and it's going to go through Sunday, February the 20th. Have I watched any of the Winter Olympics? Maybe two seconds, maybe a minute. I'm not really interested in Winter Olympics. Uh, If that's your type of thing, I'm just giving you that information. This weekend, we had a UFC card. Jack Hermanson fought Sean Strickland. Sam Alvey fought Phil Hughes. He got submitted by uh, Hughes. I want Sam, Smiling Sam, to stop being Smiling Sam. I want him to actually retire. I think that his better days are over. He's just out there fighting for money and to prove a point. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't see him climbing up the ladder or doing anything. And I like the guy. Whether he get out before he gets hurt. Uh we actually had the battle of the tough 29. Uh, Mr. Gore was finally healthy, and he fought Brian Battle. And Brian Battle held on to win. So he is now what he can consider himself when he goes to bed at night, the legitimate ultimate fighter champion because he beat the guy who would have been the number one seed going into that fight, but he was injured. Jack Manson. And Sean Strickland was a very good fight. I say that was a very good fight, but Sean Strickland was a little bit better. So I don't fault him winning the decision. Now, next weekend, we got Israel Alessandra versus Robert Whitaker, too. I believe they're going to be in Texas. Uh, Naturally, Israel Alessandra won the first battle to win the title. Roxanne Malafori, who's 150 years old, and I thought she was done. She's fighting Casey O'Neill. Ed Herman is fighting Maxim Grisham. So that should be an interesting card. The uh, prelims are going to be on ESPN, and I believe the main card is going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So you don't really, if you have ESPN+, Plus, you don't have to pay pay-per-view prices, especially since it's leading into the Super Bowl. So This is a good day before the Super Bowl type thing. I like to give you what I consider to be the biggest games in the NBA for the week and only the biggest games. Tonight, we have the Knicks versus the Jazz. This is Monday. We have the Suns versus the Bulls. That should be an outstanding game. Tuesday, the Suns play the 76ers. The 76ers have been balling out, so that should be an interesting game. The Celtics play the Nets. The Bucks play the Lakers also tomorrow, Tuesday. 
LeBron James returned on Friday, so I'm sure he should be playing in this game. Wednesday, you got the Warriors versus the Jazz. Thursday, you got the Bucks versus the Suns and the Clippers versus the Mavericks. Friday, you got the Nuggets versus the Celtics. Saturday, you got the Nets versus the Heat. Sunday, the NBA chose to do the right thing. It's the Super Bowl. There will be no basketball. The Pat Bowling Trust announced today, well, announced that they're going to be getting the sales process for the Denver Broncos. Now, this is the time where black people, black celebrities, if they want to get their foot in the door, I don't care if it takes 25 of them to come up with this four to five billion. You can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. So this is an opportunity to at least put an offer on the table for the Denver Broncos. It might not be the sexiest team, but it is an NFL team. And if you want black ownership, this is a chance and opportunity to put those LeBrons, Jay-Zs, and whoever's together and see what they could do. Maybe you can get Oprah in the mix. Who cares? You could have 20 of them to be the weirdest ownership ever. Nothing but black celebrities. So we got introduced on 2-2 to the Washington Commanders. Do I like the name? No. By Year two or year three, will we be used to the name? Yeah, get over it. It's the Washington Commanders. Who cares? As long as they suck, I don't personally care. On 2-1, Tom Brady officially announced that he was retiring from the NFL after 22 seasons, seven Super Bowl championships, 10 Super Bowl appearances, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three league MVPs, 15 Pro Bowls. He's the career win leader with 243 games, attempts leader with over 11.3 thousand attempts, completion leader, 7,200 plus completions, yards leader, over 80,000 yards, and TD leader with 624 touchdowns. You know who Tom Brady is. I just gave you his numbers. You can rewind this. It took me less than 30 seconds to run off some of his accomplishments. And on top of it, he was an NCAA champion at the University of Michigan. So Brian Flores put a loss, filed a lawsuit against the NFL and accused the league and several teams of racism. Uh, the Rooney Rule is a joke. It has been a joke. Could you imagine this? When the Rooney Rule went into effect, there were more black coaches than there are today. I mean, it's a weird lawsuit. I'm going to hit on a couple of points, but I'm going to do it very briefly. The lawsuit accused the Dolphins' owner of offering him 100000 per game to tank for a better draft pick. Stephen Ross, who is the owner, is also accused of Axon Bryant to break the league tampering rules to land a star quarterback, which he did not name. Now, if any of these two allegations are true, Stephen Ross should have to sell the Miami Dolphins, period, point blank. He accused the then GM of the Denver Broncos, John Elway, of coming up, showing up completely disheveled for his coach interview in 2019. 
Now, John Elway did admit that he was out to 530 that morning. And he said, maybe I didn't look the best. But you know what, John Elway, would you have looked like that if it was Shanahan? Would you have looked that way if it was Myers? Would you have looked that way if you were uh, trying to get a big-time white coach to join your organization? So he might have a little something there, but I don't know if it's really liable. Uh, Bill Belichick is the one who sent the accidental text to Brian. The I'm going to say quote-unquote accidental text to Brian Flores to congratulate him on the New York Giants job, which was going to actually Brian DeBow. Now, he claimed innocently that he sent it to the wrong Brian. I'm not going to take Bill as I'm old and decrepit of my mind. That's bullshit. Bill still dates. Bill interacts with young people on his team. I think he's up on technology. I think a lot of technologies happen in the NFL locker rooms with films and how they break things down and how they touch these screens. So I'm not really buying into that. So far, the NFL hired for head coaches has been Matt Uberfuss for the Chicago Bears, Brian DeBow for the New York Giants, Nathaniel Hackett for the Denver Broncos, Josh McDaniels for the Las Vegas Raiders, Doug Peterson for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mike McDonald was hired yesterday for the Miami Dolphins. And what they all have in common is that they are all white men. These jobs are disappearing pretty quick. So far, we still got Brian Leftwich, Brian Flores, Eric Bieniemy, who did interview for eight hours with the Saints yesterday. We got Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier, Lovey Smith, Rakeem Morris, Gerard Mayo, Alfonso Pep Hamilton, and Alex Glenn are all waiting for their opportunities. And I think that we're down to, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six of the nine jobs have been filled. And I believe that the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams is promised one of the three remaining jobs, but they can't make it official to after the Super Bowl. Yesterday, we had the NFL Pro Bowl, which the AFC won for the fifth time in a row. 4135. I could care less than a fuck about the Pro Bowl. I do not watch the Pro Bowl. I love football, but this is not really a money and marbles type game. So I don't watch that. I don't watch the college All-American game. I don't deal with now basketball is basketball, and that's not a real game either, because 170 to 1. 64s are not what you standardly see in an NBA basketball game. So I watch the festivities, but I don't really watch the game. Now we have the Super Bowl, which is next Sunday, and it is the Cincinnati Bengals who are trying for their very first win versus the Los Angeles Rams, who are getting to play in SoFi Stadium, which is their home. So back to back, Years after years of this not happening, back to back, we've had two teams actually play in their home stadium. I am picking the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Los Angeles Rams 31 to 23. Your halftime show, you got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Bridge, and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, 
you know the commercials will be either hits or misses. We'll talk about those next week. We'll talk about how did the halftime performances go. I'm hoping for a good show. I am expecting, because it's Cali heavy, I'm expecting to see a low ride. I'm expecting Snoop and Dre maybe to pull up to the stage in some kind of low ride, especially since it's California. They're California. Uh, I don't really know how they're going to blend these acts. When you have so many people and you have a limited amount of time, I don't really know or how it flows, but we'll catch it on the fly together, right? My next show is going to revolve around, if it has broken, fix it. If you think something broken will work, makes no sense at all. And that's just life. I'll get into that next week. I just want to put that bug in your ear. Don't forget, next week's show, if it's broken, fix it. If thinking something broken will work, makes no sense. I think that kind of encapsulates it. it. It says what it says, and it means what it says. Once again, go out there, be original, no matter if you do the same thing everybody else does. You could do it in a manner where you make it your own. When people cover a song, they cover a song to make the song maybe keep some form of the original vibe, but the artist's job is to make this song their own not to sound like uh sting if you're singing roxanne he already did it you don't uh, bloody sunday who needs you to sound exactly like bono when bono done it already so take some time put some effort have some pride do not lie to the people never clickbait somebody never i mean let's let's start that never Say that you're doing something when you're not doing it. Don't lie. If you can't have honesty with your audience, eventually, no matter how popular you are today, your lies will come to the light, and those lies will destroy the same thing they built. Some people have small falls, and some people have epic falls. The more successful you are, the more epic your fall is. But you set yourself up to fall when you don't do things the proper way and don't do anything just strictly for money money is great money helps uh you eat it affords you car send your kids to college but money is not the price for your soul it's not the price for your integrity your integrity and stuff like that cannot be uh thrown in the garbage i wish you luck with your channels i wish you massive success i wish that you become so big that maybe one day you could have me join you somewhere and I could add my two cents. But remember this, every time that I speak, it is my two cents. It is not borrowed. I don't loan it. I, I, I live with my decisions and the words that come out of my mouth. And unfortunately, my guests couldn't show up. I guess, like I said in the beginning, there was a logistic thing, but that happens. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time, people, you have a great week. Peace to you and peace to yours.